Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. And welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us, Lyle and Welshie. Hello, boys. Very good, eh, Tony? How are you? Well, I'm excellent. Had last week off. I'm refreshed. Went up to Sydney, watched some whales. You were complaining that you were sore earlier. Oh, well, I'm okay. Yes, I am sore now because I played 18 holes of golf today and first time I've done that in two years. So, so. you're sore from going for a walk? Well, a long walk. Especially when you hit the ball like I do, you end up walking a bloody long way. It ends up being a bushwalk. Very much so. Very, very much so. But Sydney was nice. Sydney was beautiful. First time for everything that Sydney's been nice. It's good for three or four days. How come you left and now it's like a disaster zone? Yeah, I know. Day after I left too. Did you leave the shower on or something in the hotel room? Possibly. (laughs) Hello, Lyle. How are you? I'm doing better than you, mate. You look like you need a radox bath. Oh, I do. Have you got one? I've got a raid. Yeah, I've got a bath. He doesn't bring he... him with him when he comes okay. here. Can no. I come to your place after the podcast? No, I'll, I will be having a Radox bath tonight. Well, can we have one yeah. together? I've mentioned to you before, Tony, I have a Radox bath we every night. We can't have one together? I've run out of Radox. The bath's not that big, mate. <laughs> it's big enough for me. I got my wife to get me a deep plunge. It's the only thing I wanted when deep we renovated plunge. the house. Do you have to pay extra for that? Uh, it's not on the front of house it's menu. On the special sure. <laughs> 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 But I've got plenty of Radox, Tony, bubble bath. Battleships in Beautiful. there if you need it. Oh, yeah. um, Do you have any of your WWE toys in there? What toys? You know, I don't have any toys. Dolls. The dollies. The dolls. The dollies. Action figures. The dollies. The figures. They're dollies. Mate, they're in a they're in a detoff. They're behind glass cabinet. Yeah. None of them are in their original packaging. You get them straight out and start playing with them. I've seen video. Not you haven't seen video of me playing with them. That was a different video. It was video. I unbox them. Criminally decrease the value. If people think that that joke just went over my head, it didn't. I just didn't know what to say to it. Yeah, well. He's just, he's just, he's just telling me he's a dork. You're a dork. Are we going to get on with the show? We are, yeah, because we've yeah. got a fantastic guest. Hang on, we're going to talk about Davis from the other week. sponsor as well? Yeah. Oh, yes, our sponsor, of course, the Australian Wrestling Network. Yep. There you go, Mikey J. Did everyone go and watch that uh, Wrestle Clash show that uh, Davis and I ran down? No. There was the main event, bloody every match. No. Yeah. But watch Wrestle Rock though. Oh, that would have been good. But it was, was a big debut there. Yeah, I don't remember. Debut. I never remember it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, there's an arm wrestling match on it. That was good. Yeah, but there's a big debut. Who debuted on that show? Um, uh, Matt Hayter. There was a Matt, there was some there was some big debut energy. <laughs> big debut energy. Yeah, well, well done, Tony. Well done. You want to throw to that now? Let's do that because they joined us in our Melbourne studio. The As boy. opposed to our Perth studio. Which well, yes. <laughs> the boys from Big Dude Energy join us. Dave, Rick, hello, boys. Congratulations. Uh, one year in the business. We were there from the start. We're there, we're there the after a year. We you were, really were. We will be there in 20 years' time when you're still around. Oh, Tony, okay. you, might, you might not be with the diet that you're going rolling with at the moment. Well, I had pee and 
spinach soup. You were eating microwave pizza as I walked he in. He was or? dipping it into Ooh. his pea and spinach soup. <laughs> he was getting his greens well, in. He had no ham in the and pea he had, and spinach soup. He had the so. carb load. He went on a four-hour walk today. Lads, just before we dive in any further, it is an absolute pleasure to be able to see this happen live. Like, it is one thing to listen to it, you know, through the headphones, through the earbuds, but to watch you guys perform live like this, this is an absolute treat. Masters of our profession, aren't we? Oh, it's just off the cuff. Like, I really thought there was a lot of cuts happening here. I thought there was a couple of takes. But no, but this is, this is as it is. The the, the only time we we cut is when someone says something that they really weren't meant to say, or Tony's going to cancel himself. says something inappropriate. (laughs) That's the only thing that... Re- you can see all the notes that I've got in front of me. We are well prepared. Yeah. Very well prepared. It's a very well-oiled unit, and uh, that's why we're back, because we got a lot of respect for you boys, and time flies when you're having fun, and here we are a year later. A year later. A lot of water's gone under the bridge. Oh, that's how you want to look at it. I mean, look, I think... <laughs> let, a lot, let a lot of things slide. No, I think for us, exactly that. Like, it really does fly. It, it genuinely felt like a, only a couple of weeks ago we sat down with you guys and we were just at um, our training school, Relentless. And before we even had our first match, yeah. it was, oh, we're going we're gonna to have a chat with on the Turnbuckle guys. And we're like, oh, we, we've only heard about you boys in passing, we'll be honest. But ever since then, we've become massive fans of yours. And we can only assume you've become fans of ours. Without a doubt. Don't know. Um, but don't it feels... he's wearing your T-shirt. How, what are you... feels just like, yes, oh, look, Lyle's come massive prepared. Mark. Did, massive did you pay for that? Yeah, of course. How much, oh, no, did you get, did you get the mate, BDE discount on that one? No, no, I pay, I pay premium. Yeah. I want to support. He usually pays above full price. I use my wife's credit card. Um, <laughs> so what does it pop up on the statement? You guys don't have... It's not wrestling t-shirt on the oh, on the Airpost gimmick, is it? It was the deep plunge. <laughs> <laughs> so she won't notice that then? No, no, she yeah. won't. But uh, it's been a year. Has it felt like a whirlwind? How, how, how has it been? Like, you know, Tony and I spoke to you, you know, like you said, pre... Uh, you know, a training night, and uh, we spoke to Josh, and he said, get you boys on before the Mayhem show. Straight out of the blocks, we knew Big Dude Energy is not a gimmick. Um, how's it f- really? How, how has it felt this last 12 months? So it's funny, I, I, I listened back to the episode from 12 months ago, and the first thing you said was, we seem like fun blokes, and you wanted to see if we could bring that into the ring. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's... That's the way to sum it up. It's it's just been fun for twelve months, and it yeah, no other way to put it. We're just having fun right now, and um, it's kind of surreal. I think from day one we didn't really know what what kind of reception we'd get and how people would take to us because we were very much under the impression like we're just going to go out there and be ourselves. Um, Big dude energy is not a gimmick. It it really is who we are, and we've said that from day one. And if that meant we were going to get booed out of the building on night one, we were prepared for that. If that meant that everyone was going to rock for us, we were prepared for that too. So, yeah, that's that's been the ride for us, I suppose. I think it's very much literally that too. We did not prepare for night one in any kind of way whatsoever other than knowing who we were going to go up against. We obviously we had family and friends come. Like This was our first match. We were obviously going to have them there. We knew that they were going to cheer. But it was exactly that. We were just like, no, we don't care if we're face or heel. You know, if we have to break the inside baseball terms. It's like, whatever they do, we will go with. And then that will be the shtick going forward. But we're not going to, you know, pantomime and pander to like what we think we should be or what kind of wrestlers should be it was just no we we're here because we want to have fun and because this is just who we are in our everyday lives turned up you know maybe just a little bit just a little bit not, not like times 10 but just a little bit honestly couldn't see a heel 
gimmick working for these guys. We've done it oh. once. <laughs> We've done it oh, once. Yeah. I don't know they're if you... Yeah. You're saying they're not talented enough no, no, to no. pull off the heel gimmick? No, no, I'm not saying they're not talented enough, though, but they just, they just did it. They're fun-loving Naturally, goals. Yeah, I think... They could definitely do it. Yeah, I think when we kind of sat down and said, all right, what are, what are we going to do out in the ring and we, what Big Dude Energy was going to be, the initial kind of what we looked at was New Day. Um, oh. When New Day started, the whole power of positivity gimmick... And it was just so on the nose that it, it just rubbed people the wrong way. And we, we were like, if we were going to be heels, that's how we were going to do it. We were just going to be ridiculously on the nose, pushing big dude energy and just really flexing sort of toxic masculinity, if you will. And if that was going to go bad, we were ready for it to go bad. But uh, I think as you saw with the, the New Day guys, they were so committed to the gimmick that it got them over. And I think we're very much the same. It's, it's who we are. And I think that just shows to the crowd. I mean, you could always roll some sort of a Tony Robbins-type shtick as well. I reckon you guys could do that as a heel gimmick because there's a lot of there's a lot someone could do with a Tony Robbins-type heel gimmick. Yeah, the uh, sort of preaching. It's a cult. Yeah, yeah. The, the good life. Yeah, the, the, the wrestling cliche, you know, you just be yourself turned up to 11. I think if anyone has seen you guys outside of the ring... You could easily say you guys have turned it back to eleven. <laughs> you know? So that I think that's where you guys have got more gears to go and that's when it could be obnoxious and then it could work as a heel. So uh, honestly, it's the only wrestlers that I think you guys have turned it down to play the big dude energy. I think uh, the funny part is every show we've been on, someone has looked at Dave and said, that boy really hasn't got an off switch, does he? And he, <laughs> he just really doesn't. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend too much time on this podcast talking about me, <laughs> but I'm so glad Ricky brought it up. Um, but it, it's yeah. I've, there's there hasn't been a show, a single show in our 18 match career so far where a wrestler or a fan has come up to Ricky especially and gone, "Is that is that who Dave is? Just just on the regular? Like does he stop?" And he's just like, "No." No, no, and I'm just out the back, just bumping. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. Or not bumping in the ring. I, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> well, you've been doing a little bit more of that lately. I, I just want to dispel noticeably the... that we've spoken about it. That hey, what's Dave doing here? Is Ricky injured? What's going on? Literally, shh. I was never at these matches with the alleged bumping, so it didn't happen. <laughs> Shoot, pop! I think it was the last. I think it was the David Storm one where you were talking about our match, and you're like, "Oh, I can't believe David bumped." It's like, "Oh, David actually bumped," and I'm like, "Yeah, Dave bumped." And I'm I'm sitting there with my headphones on like, damn right, I I bumped bumped these last four matches. I'll put my working boots on. I know what I'm doing (laughs) sometimes. But credit to Ricky. Ricky, uh, really, Ricky really carries the load on those ones. Sometimes. He, he really is the, um, the, the front boy of BDE, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks. Well, the, <laughs> the title match at uh, DMDU, uh, Ricky... Straight had to, to the title match. Well, no, but I'm just saying he had to bear... Speaking of, of bumps... While you, <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> while you went out the back for 2025... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ricky. It's going to belt it off. That was just off an easy super kick that he that and went into the was. back as well. It wasn't off a big bump. Yeah. That bump hurt for all of maybe five seconds. And as I was carrying me back, I was just... Obviously, we're peeling back the curtain here a little bit. Uh, obviously, as I'm getting carried back, I'm in my head. I'm just like, no, yeah, that was quite nice. I'm keen to just go backstage yeah. and stretch for the next 15 <laughs> and watch through the curtains. I think the best part is after he came out through the curtain, he'd taken his top off and he, he, he drenched himself with water. So it looks like he was sweating and he'd somehow done something backstage. He'd come out, he looked exhausted. You did nothing, mate. It was a hero's welcome, though. But, yeah, you went 
it looked magnificent, obviously, in some of the photos of you flying off the, the top turnbuckle through two tables. Um, well, it looked like it hurt. You say it only hurt for five seconds. That's just because I'm big day. Yeah, that's matter. right. It's different. Yeah. It's different for me. Yeah. How about you, Ricky? Um, you, you also had a pretty big bump in it. Oh, I had a couple, but the coast to coast, did that only hurt for five seconds? Are you still with it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I, le- I, that was, I was really worried about that one, and I think after I landed it, I rolled to the center of the ring and Aish was there next to me in the center of the ring. I kind of whispered to her, I was like, holy shit, I am fucking winded. (laughs) She had a bit of a giggle to herself. So yeah, um, yeah, I was a bit winded after that one, but we're fine. All right. Yes. All right. Yeah. We'll keep talking about the the title match. Winning... Hang on, which, which title match? Because there was a few we'll, guys. We'll, 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 yeah, you we'll, lost a few. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll stick on to the death match, down under one. Um, you know, going yeah, back which and one? Yeah, <laughs> that was the fourth. Yeah, I'm talking about the win. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the win that happened at uh, at War Games. Um, you know, Dave took a courageous bump. Ricky, thank you. Ricky took a turnbuckle from a turnbuckle. Yeah, it's pretty he easy. Took stuff. a turnbuckle from a turnbuckle. Well, that's a coast to coast. You know, I think he still wins. It was a back bump. He took a back bump. <laughs> he kicked his leg out of his leg. Right. Yeah. Um, he looks fine now. Um, Tony looks worse. Um, Feels worse too. It's not what, very nice. What did that feel like, finally winning those titles? You you guys have gone against Murdoch and Asia a while and being the last opportunity to win it, finally getting over the hurdle and celebrating. I think um, it was Shebeki that you approached us after our win and you, you asked us that exact qu- same question. And in the moment, like, we were obviously so hopped up on emotions. We were like, oh, we're feeling elation, excitement. But now that I guess we've had time to kind of sit on a little bit, we've had time to digest it and realise that, yeah, we had four matches with them kind of thing. And this was an eight-month storyline that we ran with, with two other people. Essentially, half of our career has been spent versing them. Um, and I guess I, I can't feel Three anything. Three good matches, one allegedly bad. One allegedly terrible. Um, Damn that one asterisk. Fuck that. You can't get that belt. Fuck that pop me what a tweet that was. Oh, anyway. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's wrestling fans, though. Can't please everyone. Oh, of course not. It's a subjective art. That the only way you can please Frankie is by having your show go 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But then to obviously de- like debunk how our match should have gone, that popped me even harder. Love that. Um, but I guess, you know, the, the, uh, there's a, if there's one word to like surmise just how we feel about that win, it's just like happy. Like, we're overjoyed. It's, it's what it was. We, we, we spent half of our career with them, told this, I guess, amazing story of, you know, going through, going, climbing up the ladder again. Um, proving our hype, essentially, You're very lucky is what it was. It's a short ladder. Yeah, well, <laughs> teams. For, for me, it might be. Ricky's a little bit shorter, so a little bit longer to reach the top. Um. <laughs> Killing the gimmick, buddy. We're big dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I just feel like elation and overjoy with it because it's it we I'm in this business because I love to tell stories and I love to tell the medium of wrestling is physically telling them um, and I think we told a great one from start to finish and I guess now we're in our sophomore year now uh, veterans of the business is what we are. <laughs> Uh, Big Dave does not always speak on behalf of BDE. I just want to throw that out there. Um, But yeah, just to piggyback on from that, I think the the cool thing with with that victory is, uh, and we've kind of alluded to it, we've kind of spoken to it, um, it was a a repayment of faith to the team at DMDU. So um, 
we, we say we debuted 12 months ago, but prior to that, we kind of may have had a quite discreet rookie rumble mm. a few months prior to that. And Joel Bateman was in, in, in the locker room for that rumble and he shook our hands more than hospitable to us and said, um, I'm looking for tag teams right now. If you boys show me something, I'll put you guys on a card. Um, you guys just got to show me something. And he came to our debut match at Mayhem. Uh, Jay Stevens was backstage as well, and they both turned around at the end of it. Next DMDU show, you boys are booked again. We're going to run that back with Mile High, which, by the way, we still want to yeah. run that one back. That's still zero something. one. That's always going to hold to us. That's one that we want to get back. But but Joel showed a little bit of faith in us when we were nobodies. When we came out in a rookie rumble as as Dave and Ricky, we weren't BDE, we weren't anybody's, and said. Here's the ball, run with it. So it's it really cool to kind of repay that faith to the whole DMDU team and particularly to Joel. Yeah, Ricky speaks so on behalf of, of BDE there. Um, DMD management being nothing but hospitable to us and cannot speak any more highly of them than, than what Ricky just done. So completely agreed. It's been interesting because we, we saw you wrestle that match at Mayhem and we'd already had you on the podcast and we thought all right, these guys have got something intangible. But your first years exceeded even expectations that we... The high expectations that we were putting on you really early. Have you exceeded your own expectations in 12 months? Or, I mean, you can't possibly have thought this is where you'd be sitting. Um, I think we thought we could be sitting here. Um, whether or not you actually end up getting there is a different story. Um I think over the course of the 12 months, if I sit back and look at it, there was every week was something new where I was like, okay, this is another step for us. So after the Mayhem show, our next match was at Dream um, on a, a show which had seven death matches. We were the only non-death match and we were kind of nervous. Like, is the crowd going to be into us? You know, they've paid for death matches. Do they really want to see two rookies who they've never seen taking a bump before and half the crowd didn't know who we were but we made sure by the end of the night they knew exactly who we were um, and we are pretty pretty wrapped with that match so Will Walker and, and obviously Kid Valiant two very good competitors that that match sits pretty highly for us and then to go from there we went to PCW off of a whim you know not a lot of people get to go to PCW they were very hospitable to us hey this is another door we're breaking down and then from there to go to to MCW and then to Wrestle Rock is just every time we've stepped out, it's been just another step to kind of okay, we've done this now. What's next? And the next thing's always bigger than the last, so that's kind of been the interesting part. Things like getting booked at PCW as a not as non PCW guys, I'm sure it was impressed upon you how kind of unique and special that was. Yeah, and just yeah, exactly to piggyback off Ricky there as well, and took the words right out of my fucking mouth. Um, I wanted to speak about that as well. It's the reason I thought that we exceeded our expectations was because, I guess, between us, we actually didn't think that we'd get booked at these kind of places, PCW, MCWs, and especially not in our first year. Um, and it's, it's, exactly, it's exactly that. that you know, we've heard the discussions of you know, PCW doesn't really outsource. Right? They, like, they, they use their talent. They like their talent. Um, they have their own crowds. And that's fantastic. We love that too. And when we got there, we felt that. Um, and it's an amazing locker room and an amazing crowd. Granted, we worked at his heels, so it's com completely different for us. Um, but exactly when we got, you know, sought out by PCW, when we got approached by MCW, it was, you know, in the back of our minds 
we we've we've been told like oh this is this industry is kind of this way you know or operated this way it'll where, take you boys a few years yeah like, like hey, you know a few more dues mm. and get there you know people have been doing this for five six years have only ever wrestled for one or two companies so for us to i think six companies in one year has been yeah. pretty pretty outstanding a couple of messages just remember too that that year was truncated due to the fact that we had COVID and lockdown. So, oh my God, I forget that too. Yeah. So a year has really only been six yeah. to eight months, Wasn't hasn't the it? the pandemic like five years ago? No, no I wish. There was big frustration because we copped a massive wave of momentum after that debut and we got booked again against Mile High Club to run that back at DMDU and that got cancelled because of the lockdown and we go, oh well, that you know, flash in the pan, we had our, our minute to shine and, and now everyone's going to forget about us after lockdown and then Joel still gave us the opportunity and booked us on the dream card. So, um, yeah, a bit lucky in that sense. I think the thing that we also, uh, just to, I guess, amp us up a little bit, we used that lockdown really effectively as yeah. well. Um, we, I guess we didn't sit there and twiddle our thumbs. We, we designed our own gear. We designed... JXT the, designed our oh, gear. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but shout out, shout out, JXT Designs. JXT designed our gear. Yeah, he's we, okay at it too. Yeah, he's pretty handy. We got gear made. We got shirts made. We, we designed a, a beer pong table. We came up with how we're going to go about our entrances. Like, we thought about this. We thought about the marketability of what BDE is going to be. We were on the socials during that time. We were doing little different gimmicks here and there. Um, so we, we took advantage of that downtime, knowing that, you know, we've only had one match at this point. There's, like, steam in the air for BDE. And how were we going to capture it? Well, I think, yeah, that's... I guess the big thing we did was we took advantage of that time, too. But how you present yourself um, coming out with, you know... Your gear looking fantastic, um, having the gimmick table stuff ready. Um, not many people with inexperienced wrestlers have that sort of stuff together to, to begin with. So the package you're presenting from day one, that helps the crowd buy in. I think, yeah, just us kind of having a business background outside of wrestling kind of help there, but also... Um, it does go down to the Relentless School. Uh, that was something that Josh, Jake and Phil really got into us and they're big on those kind of little things. You know, the X's and O's of wrestling at the end of the day. The kisses a and hugs. Yeah. A anyone can, can take a back bump, but what, what else can you do to really kind of stand out? And they're really mm. good at, at making that a big deal. I think the one thing I always say to myself before every single match we've had is just I got JXT's like voice in my ear going, the moves don't matter. The moves don't matter, right? Tell the story, right? It's everything else that you do that they remember out there. They remember the moments. Um, and having a table that we can play beer pong with with people at the end of the show, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to go home and they go, yeah, Biddy had a really nice match, but fuck, they were sick at beer pong. They're going to remember the moments. And I think that's what I like to incorporate with what we're doing. Yeah, I think that was one of the things I noticed, you know, getting into Australian, you know, indie wrestling was how far ahead Josh was with like merchandise he's always bringing out fresh stuff didn't matter what show i was going to whether it was a showdown or you know ppw there was kids running around in new jxt merch tony running around with a baseball shirt um so obviously having him as a coach um he's doing it every every week like he's bringing out a basketball shirt i think yeah yeah by the time they see you know, the next show tony's already got his triple xl ready for that um he's gonna let him take a jab at you like that man no, that's true. Oh, I, I, I actually <laughs> right, we'll saw... Stock, we'll stock triple X's now as well for you. Right? I actually well, saw Josh getting those made up. I thought he was making custom bed sheets, but... <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you take a jab at me like that. 
Uh, no, you've so, got to get it early because they don't make big sizes like that. If you no, don't get in early, that's it. after Roger's well, got his and a couple of other blokes, it's all done. Fuck it, Al. See, that's what we're talking about. Keep the, we're in-house. You take the piss out of each other and Frankie. Um, Roger knows. Frankie <laughs> doesn't listen anymore. Don't leave that one on the editing floor, no, all right, boys? No, all right, that no, one stays in. That Roger's stays a in. mate and a big Roger fan of the show. Alone. He'll take that well. But no, look, even the shirt I've got on, I asked for a 2XL. But you guys... You're swimming in it, though. Yeah, but I wanted it for the gym. I wanted a big tall tee for the gym. I was going to say, you're looking great, yeah, mate. I appreciate it. I know I it's mean, an audio medium, but... the shoulders down. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is Lyle going to be, like, the 18th unofficial third member I was going to say, there, there's a question I saw on your socials, like, if we had to have an honorary member, like, another one, I guess, um, who would it be? My God, Lyle, if you, could, you take a bump? Can you work the hot take, tag? I could take one. He's more, one more than I've taken. He doesn't have a personality. That's going to be the big issue that you face. Uh, yeah, well, you I think right. you guys, yeah. if you could turn it up to 12, would make up for my lack of charisma. Yeah. Turn it up um, to negative three. Yeah. It's okay, you work the heat, brother. All right? And then I'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll run it, all right? <laughs> adding a third man so he doesn't have to take the heat. Nah. I mean, you also did the comedy festival this year. Oh, we, uh, we, we may have gotten carried that day. <laughs> <laughs> we picked our own category and we didn't answer a single one of them. <laughs> How does that happen? How can you Lucky I knew those answers, Tony. How can you have the opportunity to pick your own category and not know the answers to any question? We got fucking blindsided. Mm. We done all the research in the world on like, you know, his win-loss count. And we're talking Brock Lesnar here. Like his win-loss count, who we versed at particular Royal Rumbles. We went in depth and then all of a sudden we're getting questions about New Japan. Right? Like, <laughs> what was his finish? What was the F5 yeah. New Japan. Who did he tag with on the 42nd episode of SmackDown? Like, what are we going? What are we supposed to do? What's his Come sister's on. name? Yeah. <laughs> that he had a sister. Yeah, it was the verdict anyway. Um, was his that was his move. sister's name, the verdict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, obviously, you know, we're talking about Josh and, you know, being on top of... Oh, you know, that old chick. Going back uh, there, are we? You know, merchandise and stuff like that. If you've got new gear coming out, you're always, like, freshing up designs. Obviously, I've got the latest one, but I need a new one already. We're, we're always in discussions for new designs and kind of things that we can we can do. Like, I, I want to start bringing out bucket hats. Uh, I've always thought we can run back at beanies. Like, you know, Josh has got, you know, beanies that he's running with now. Um, I would love, like, a, a stubby holder. Stubby holder would be sick for BDA. Tell me I'm wrong, though. You're going to get on the no, market no, at some point? Good. No, I'm honest. Looking I'd, at you, Ricky. I'd stock a couple in my bar. Would you rock BDA earrings? Well, no, I'm not an earring, man. <laughs> Ever since Have you seen Tony's ears? Ever since my grandfather grandfather ripped it out when I was 17 years of age and I had an earring and he just literally ripped it out and I thought, that's it, I won't get one again. Nipple piercings? No. Like, yeah, this is is what I'm saying. Like, if there's a design out there or something that we want to do, like, it's always on the table. I've got a BD tattoo. You get, how much right now? I will genuinely, like, say a number... And I'll pay for you to get a BD tattoo, but I get to pick is, where. We have to get the on the turnbuckle um, YouTube channel up for this. If if this is, we we'll just put, it on, put right it on the Australian. No, seriously, I'm happy to get a BD tattoo. Will it go oh. next to the other tattoo on yeah, your so, ass that was on the news? Oh my god! All right, pull it down. Let's go. We know that this is an audio meeting. Yeah, it's an audio meeting, but so, we'll visually describe. He's just pulled down sign up for this. Knights tattoo. Okay. And I'm happy to get a BDE tattoo right on the other on side. On the other ass cheek. Right there. There's a lot more real estate than there was when you got the Melbourne <laughs> <laughs> Knights. Yeah, it was a bit faded. <laughs> a bit faded, Tony. Uh, no, we can work you're, it out. You're saying you're happy to get a BDE tattoo. I'm yep. happy. I'm, uh, if I'll pay for it, but I get to pick the size and I guess <laughs> where on the ass cheek. No, no, on the hip, so it's adjacent to the other one. Oh, can it be close to the crack? 
Well, if you like. Okay. We, right. we can be close to it. Yeah. We'll film it. And we'll discuss this off air. I'm not filming that. <laughs> no, no, we'll discuss this on air so then it's uh, recorded and everyone oh, can put the, the pressure on. And classic well, what size? Stamp, yeah. What size are we oh, talking? That too. Huh? Bigger than the Melbourne Knights tattoo. Bigger than the Melbourne Knights tattoo. See, I'd like, I'd like your two heads like oh, next to each other. On each arse cheek? Well, no, just next to each other like that. Oh, no, but come hip. on, Tony, hear me out. You get my, my face on one and his face on the other, and then you know, when you're clapping, it's, we're coming in for smooches every single time. <laughs> Tell me that's not great content. I think he needs to save room for all the honorary members that are going to be... Because this could be discontinuous, you know? He's ending up half the back when there's 27 new members. You look like uh, Dustin Martin by the end of the year. But you did yeah, say well, you'll get it, Tony. And no, no, I'll definitely get it. I'm proud of you. happy to get it. Because he was on the news when he got that Melbourne Knights tattoo. Well, you actually... There is actually news uh, footage of that. Yeah, SBS. So, it was soccer, so... Is there going to be... Uh, is a news channel going to pick up the BDE tattoo? Is that what... Well, JT, JXTTV, JXTV probably. pick that up. Um, mm. You know, we'll start our own Australian news. Wrestling Network. Yep, yeah, get it on there. Get it on there. All right. Surely Don't. IWTV. <laughs> yeah. Surely, surely Mikey could cut, you know, just the frame of it in to one of the million... Work it into a vignette. That, yes. There you go. Run a whole story over it too. If we unify the Victorian tag team, all the Victorian tag team titles, <laughs> would you get it? Would you get it? Done? Get full back then. I know you're going to do it now, no, but like you're going to get done. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, I like it. Well, we've got to book this in. Do you have well, to run this by your wife first? Nah, she won't see. She'll it understand. Anyway. She won't see no, it exactly. anyway. She never sees me naked. <laughs> <laughs> She's put up with the Melbourne Knights one. She also doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm pretty <laughs> It could be months before she realises. Neither happened. do you. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, we've really hit the, uh, right. the bottom of uh, Australian professional wrestling here tonight, haven't we, boys? Yes, Literally the bottom. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe we get it done before a promotion. What? We'll get the tattooist out there and he can actually be doing it before a show. Before into the show. Oh, well, we you get fans. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure that'll be tattoo. hygienic, Tony. Yeah, is hmm. the next merch sure, idea, Dave. I was going to say, like this, you're just writing it for us at this point. You've us content ideas to run. Well, I think with. Tony's next shirt is going to be just a photo of his tattoo on a shirt now, possibly. You know, BDE. Well, obviously, we'd have to work with yous, cause, uh, yeah, using because um, using. I was going to say, I don't think we're going to be selling any shirts with a photo of Tony on them. So. It doesn't matter if it doesn't sell as long we're as it's in the store. <laughs> As long as it's on wrestle merch, it's good enough for us. Anyway, this isn't about me. It's about no, it's these not. boys. It's, not. it's about the champions. Yeah. You guys are fun. You love tattoos. What about an on the turnbuckle tattoo? Say when and where. Cool. Say when. And, say when and where. You guys have got some real fun tattoos. And Lyle will pay for it. I'll pay for that. Here we go. I'll All right. One with you. I'll put it out there right now. Then. All right. And then the lawyer in me makes this as binding swearing declaration. Okay. If we successfully unify every Victorian tag team title, I will get the on the turnbuckle logo tattooed on me. Straight up. Putting it right out there. All right. I'm going to make some calls. Yeah. Well, how many promoters' phone numbers have you got? This won't take long. There's only a couple of titles off like, now. This could be booked by two. Isn't there 22 promotions in Victoria? Yeah, a lot of them don't have tag titles. Oh, okay. Major. I should, a little <laughs> emphasis. little asterisks on it. Major Victorian promotions oh. with tag team titles. Lovely. By our count, there's two left that we haven't got. MCW? We'll let them decide who they are, but... There's two left out there that we have our eyes on. We're looking at going, oh, that'd be nice to add to our collection. And, set, and they'd introduce spinner belts. Spinner belts spinner would belts. be cool. Yeah. That did get brought up, um, you know, well, you brought it up. It was Twitter, a couple of fans have asked for it. When, Jules asked Jules, for it. He's a dog. Um, so. It's not the first time we've, we've spoken about spinner titles. Um, 
to your knowledge, lads, has there been a spinner belt in Australia? No, not that I can remember. Only at the um, Coles when you're buying a replica John Cena yeah. one. Yeah, like the gimmick ones. Yeah. I, I didn't go to all of Richie's backyard wrestling days. I'm assuming one may have popped up there, um, but not... Um, that was just that was probably just the hubcap stolen off a, off a <laughs> car in Werribee, to be honest. Well, well, speaking of backyard wrestling, now my boys are trying to convince me, you've seen my backyard, my boys are trying to convince me to build a wrestling ring I was actually going to bring that up with you when you took us on the tour. And, and I was out like, the back there, should I do it? Yes. What, what do you mean, should I do it? Aren't you meant to be running the wrestling safety committee? Yeah, but this is just like a training ring. No, well... Are you building it or are you getting someone else to do no, it? No, no, we'll get someone else my to build it. My broadcast house will have liability insurance. It'll all be about... What is it, my broadcast house? My podcast house. Yeah, correct. Liability insurance, um, you know... That'll definitely have like, yeah, and we've got a lawyer here anyway. So, and he's nodding. He said he'll represent yeah. you. Yeah, four fifty an hour, guys. If you want me to draft that kind $4 of shit, four dollars fifty. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the last lawyer was charging us seven dollars ninety. It's cheaper and than the deep plunge. I kept on saying it's all about the vibe. <laughs> Dennis Denudo, yeah. attorney at law, working out of his car. <laughs> so two titles in the bag. You want to u- unify? How long do you think it'll take you to do that? Six weeks. <laughs> well, now that you said it. You know what? I, now that he said it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think uh, putting dates on things is realistic considering the year yeah. we've had. If we put a date on things 12 months ago, we probably wouldn't. Just messaging MCW now. <laughs> First off, we've got to keep defending these ones and make sure we hold on to these. Well, and that was going to be my next question. You Just were the no hunter. show the shows. And you keep the titles. Oh, see, he's, he's in my head. Yeah. You were the hunter <laughs> in the past, but now you're the hunted. Yes. Is it a different style of psychology that you take into the ring when that happens? Uh, I th- it's a mapuka, no. doesn't it? Hey? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think just the way we are, it's just same same mentality. Every match could be our last, so who gives a shit? Let's just do what we do best. Balls yeah. to the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, like, and it's, you know, that's that's a state of mind to think that you're hunting rather than not being the hunted. We're, we're the predators. You know, we, we've always thought that we were, you know, obviously still proving ourselves every single time we go out there, but it's like, oh, we thought we had something. Um, you know, and that's, you know, I think we still do. So I don't think the mindset's ever changed for mm-hmm. us. Um, you know, now we just get to say, and still at the end of every single night now. Well, you're a bit of both, though, aren't you? I say you're the hunter. You were the hunter, now the hunted, but you're still the hunter anyway because you're still trying to get a couple of titles. Yeah, of course. So that yeah, there's always titles right. out yeah, there. Correct. All right, then once we've unified the Victorian ones, then it's like, okay, let's go to let's go to New South Wales now. Oh, Adelaide's got a few too, you know. Like, and it's not necessarily just titles either. There's people out there, like I said, we're, we're wanting to get that one back from Mile High. There's mm. people who have beaten us over the last couple of months. It's going to be tough to get that one back. Jet's retired. Oh, Jet, if you're listening to this, and Jet, I know you are, Jet. Never say never. Oh. Never say never. Just do one, one more for the boys. It'd actually be not going to happen. They're really good. Tech. Not going to happen. Oh, I don't know. I haven't they spoken could. to Jet for a while. I'll message him. Mm, okay. He's doing he's well. Got, if he's got a title that needs to be to be won, then definitely he's going to need. We'll put them both on the line. We'll put them all on the line when we win them. Jet, just come back for that one more. He might win a rugby title, and you have to go up there and steal that off him. Oh shit! Yeah, it's a different ball game. Yeah. I don't know. My cardio is barely good enough for wrestling. You've come up against <laughs> some great tag teams in the in the past year. Where does the list continue for you? Who would you like to come up against? In the near Ooh. future, any name Australian or no, give, us, give us your top five. I don't think it's top five. Oh, I don't oh. think it's a case of like a, 
where does the list continue? Is where does it? Yeah, end? where does it stop? That list could go on forever. Whether we sit there and say just in Australia, just in Victoria, or all over the world, I know you can sit here and say sort of rational and who's available to us on super short notice. But you know, we we see a few tweets, people throwing out names like the Velocities and Aussie Open. They're they're two names that mm-hmm. that's very shooting for the stars that we certainly want to go for. I mean, that's the thing. You, you're still very young in your career, so all of these matches are appealing. Like, the Untouchables would be oh. someone that you'd get so much benefit out of spending time in the ring with. But even just, like, locally, there's there's matches that, you know, people we have a, a, a shit ton of respect for that we, we would love to get in there and, and wrestle again with. Um, ADMP, when we faced them in Geelong, we... We got a lot out of just sharing a ring with someone like Loverboy. He, I'd love to do that one again, um, straight up. And I'm sure he's he's probably got a claim considering they beat us the last time we were in the ring. So I'm sure we'll probably run that one back. But I think another obvious one is is obviously our coaches. Like I think we've we've versed instances of them, um, but to be able to go up against Blacklisted, I think, is always something that's gonna we're gonna look at and go, yeah, that'll be you know something really high on our list. Um, I mean, I'm just going to give him a shout out because we see it on Twitter so often. Like, we'd love to verse back pain. Um, feel like every <laughs> those boys, like, <laughs> those boys shout us out so often. We're in this talk around the locker room, like, "Oh, back pain, come to get you." Like, okay, well then come then. All right, like we're ready. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to obviously travel into state. Um, I personally like, you know, obviously Brady Ltd. Huge fans of them. Yep. Purgatory. Yeah, like we go, we list crackers and crackers and gore is obviously on the list. Hang on, we still want to keep our career going (laughs) for a little little bit more. When 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 David starts working a few more heats, then we'll (laughs) then we'll face gore. Let me put this into an audio medium. This is a piece of banter that we've been having over the last couple of months. I shoot reckon that I could last twenty seconds in a match with gore in a shoot fight. I'll ring Nick now. Rick, you can call Nick right now. We've had Nick and I have had this discussion. 20 seconds. Just give me 20 seconds. I reckon I can last 20 seconds. I know I can't. That's a long time. He once put his hand on my shoulder and I doubled over in pain. Yeah, I had to pick him up th- off the floor. Yeah. That's a shoot. Yeah. And it looked, Nick didn't even flex. He's just walking past. He also didn't remember doing it the next time <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> he doesn't know his own strength, that man. Oh. I'll put it out there. 20, 20, se- well, 20 that's seconds. Well, that's going to be pre dark match. We've got to get to a show. That can be on ICW. Yeah. Oh. Book it wherever you want to book it. All right. Or well, don't book it at all. Maybe for my benefit. But I'm just putting it out there. All right. 20 seconds. All right. Gore and I have had this discussion before. All right. Obviously, he doesn't think so. He doesn't agree. Right. He doesn't agree. He gives me 10. We've met in the middle here and he's giving me 10. But that 10 is more the bell ringing and me having a bit of a jog around and then him eventually catching me just because he hasn't got a great... And there's a couple the... of seconds for the ref to realise and then call it. <laughs> uh, I love my tag team partner, but he does not stand a chance in that. <laughs> the worst part is, even if you do last 20 seconds, there's still a 21st second. Uh, but that, but I don't care. I do not care if I tap out at 20 seconds, five half seconds past, right? As long as I've made... What you waking up a week later? I lasted 20 seconds, and I proved everyone wrong. All right, let's get back to some serious questions now. We've had our fun. Um, I want to know, before you guys became Big Dude Energy, was there any other names written down that you tinkered with, or was it always going to be BDE? Hang on, so this is, this is behind the energy <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, we are yeah, behind the energy. That's now. what I want to know. I want to, was there any other names 
that were thrown around before this. <laughs> you don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> they've got to be able to safe for. They've got to be safe for air. Nah, Get nah, ready nah. for the drop button here, Tony. Because <laughs> because BDE is you know we all know what it really means because Tony did Google it after. Oh, after you after didn't we know. Reviewed. I was horrified. Yeah. <laughs> but he did say you did have it. Whatever he's Googled and found, he said those guys definitely... Do you know what our finisher's acronym also stands for as well? No. No? The Big Dude Slam Move? You never Googled BDSM in in Google? (laughs) No, don't do it now. I don't know what BDSM is. To be fair, his search engine has already got every virus under the sun. Yeah. He will show you some things. But in terms of tag names that we <laughs> were juggling before our debut, that's <laughs> absolutely terrible. I don't know why we thought it was a good idea. I can't even remember the logic behind it. The logic we we were gonna call ourselves the Romper Stompers, and the <laughs> <laughs> and the gimmick was gonna be we were gonna wear male rompers to the ring, and that was gonna be the look. Oh, I was going through my romper phase. That's yeah. why I was really big into rompers, like the one, like the jumpsuit look. And I was like, yeah, okay, we could but do in, that. In Melbourne, romper stomper, I don't think it. Yeah, no, yeah. we didn't think There's it... a different kind of Google, like BDE Google. Dave would get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> BDSM is a variety of <laughs> I'm glad you muted the video you're about to play, oh, Tony. So the romper stompers, like. That's that's yeah, that's out there. I don't think it would play in uh, no, Melbourne, think, Melbourne think, definitely, and or Australia. I think we settled well on on Big Dude Energy. And you would you would have got booked at BCW. Ah. And, <laughs> and how did you come up with it? We like that. We're just sitting there. We're just like. I think I was going through a real romper phase. I was really enjoying the jumpsuit look, and we're talking like 2018 at this point. Um, and then I guess it was just a, a byproduct of yeah, Dave's really into rompers. Yeah, we could possibly wear rompers as our wrestling thing. Oh, romper stompers because it rhymes. I think that is literally the logic. That was the, there was yeah. not a lot of thought in it. As a lo- big Russell Crowe fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the logic between Big Dude Energy then, how did that how we, did you settle on that? We were discussing this the other day. We actually don't know how we... Um, oh, I, do, you, do you remember? I got a vague feeling. I know we were at the gym. That was it. I actually feel like it was one of our coaches turned around and, and said something along the lines of like, we were talking about the psychology of when you circle the ring at the start. And, you know, he goes, I've seen you boys in the gym. You're like, you walk around like you got big dick energy. You swing. You, it's like, you need to do the exact same thing in the ring. And we, I think we kind of looked at each other and like, there's something there. And... I think that was it. I could be very wrong, but like... I just remember us at gym debating the names. I think, yeah, maybe that discussion came up and then we said, oh yeah, maybe we can sub out one of the words and we just added dude. I think that, that was literally it. Did you, mm. did you think of big dick energy? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course. We, we, we would have gone with that if it weren't for working on family-friendly shows. Yeah, like, I've been thinking about it for years since I was last no, I, th- I think there was something to be said about there's a little bit of subtlety to it and if you know, you know. And there's, there's little, like, nuances that mm. we do. Like like Big Dude Slam move. If you see, we come out with the, the football jerseys. I wear six, he wears nine. We, you know, sitting next to each other. Whereas if, if we both wore 69, you'd sit there and go, that's just... Yes. It's on the nose. It's, t- yeah. it's too much. But the, the little nuance to it. Mm. It's there if you're looking. And then the ring name of mine really didn't go. I didn't put too much thought in it. It's just my name, Big. Big, you know, Big Dave. You've probably yeah. been called that for a while. Yeah, no, literally that. Yeah. 
It's not like walking around the locker room getting called something else and going, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? The adulation you get from the crowd, have you got used to that yet or does it still freak you out when you walk out and people are just going off their trap? I'm, I'm being completely honest when I say this. Um, no, and I don't think I will ever get used to it because uh, I think there's still a level of imposter syndrome that we kind of have um, with... I guess the reception that we have, just because we it's don't. It's beautiful that you bring that up, and, and, and it, it really is nice. And I'm a thanks, buddy. I'm a, an honest master chef watcher. Love watching them. Julie Goodwin was no, in the. Can't tournament. stand her. Well, no, you, it's all you came. tweet about. Well, she. I don't. <laughs> she came. She was knocked out yesterday. Got to the top five and was knocked out. But her comment, I thought, was beautiful in regards to what you're saying. She said, "What me getting knocked out now doesn't bother me because what it's done is it's validated." the fact that when I won in Series 1, it wasn't a fluke. Because I've made the top five now, Series 1 wasn't a fluke. And that's exactly where you guys are I at. Think, You're yeah. talking about imposter. You're not imposters. We've been not. saying it every match since our debut. Is, oh, we're waiting for the bubble to burst. We're waiting for the moment where people go, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, big dude energy, who cares? But it just hasn't seemed to burst for now. And people seem to still be into whatever we're doing. And we're... We're having just as much fun as we did in day one. We're still coming out just having a good time. Like that's all we're doing. It's it's there's no secret to it. And like Julie Goodland, you could probably serve raw cake and still get a ten out of ten from the judges somehow. Yeah, and that's and I guess you know <laughs> to borrow your analogies, it's kind of that. Like we're we're just doing what you know us kind of thing. Um, and that's why we have that, or at least for me, that's why we have that kind of imposter syndrome with it is because we don't think, or at least I don't think we're doing anything that's so, you know, amazing um, in terms of what we think we could do. And if we had so much more training and so much more years under our belt where we could be, and I think if we got there, that's the reception that we would have deserved then. Um, and I think the, the fact that we're kind of getting it now, I at least look at it and I just go, I don't think we deserve it in so a weird way. That's interesting. I so think, you think that there'll be a change in BDE in the years? I as think you... on the cake analogy, I, like I know it's a bit of a piss take, but there's, there's something serious to it. Um, we've spoken with pretty much every match producer that we've had and particularly with our coaches and you guys alluded to it a few weeks ago. We're still super critical on every one of our matches. Every match we come back and say, hey, we didn't do this right. We didn't do... Even the, the DMDU tag title one, I, I went backstage. I said, I hated this. I hated this. I hated this. There's so much more that we could have done better. Um, and I think that's something Josh alludes to is that, hey, you guys still are in your rookie year. There's still a lot that you guys aren't doing the best. Um, on a whole, the package is, is good, but there's little things that we could be fine-tuning. And once you get those little things right, like you think they're there for you now, they're going to really come for you when you get everything else down 110%. It's true, because the reaction you're getting at the moment is 80% the way you make people feel. So when you come through the curtain, the music, your movements gets the crowd hype. The crowd probably had a real crap week They've gone to their shitty job. They've had their boss yell at them. And they come to the wrestling. And most people are running with similar gimmicks to each other. And you guys come out and you're different. And you've got energy. And you've got something intangible that makes the person in the back row feel good about themselves for, for 20 minutes. That's that's where why you're getting those reactions. But that, that re- those reactions can last, okay? They, they, they don't... It's but, not a one or two year thing. That, that could still be around in ten years. That's, oh yeah, yeah. And we're we're not saying that we're changing to obviously lessen it. What what I'm getting at with that was, I think those kind of reactions that we're getting now, 
we I feel like we would have deserved them in a couple of years' time when we're a little bit more polished and we're doing everything, those nuanced things, we're doing them the way that we think that they should be done. And then we're kind of looking at our matches and going, yeah, we're a lot better. Therefore, we deserve that reaction. The fact that we're getting them now, like it's it's so humbling to us as well. Like could not be any more appreciative of it. But we're just like, yeah, we, we know that there's so much more that we could be doing so much better. Like we look back at a lot of our matches and we go... Oh, just because we took an Irish rip one, it like it ruined There's the match. matches I yeah. don't want to send to promote it. Yeah, just because I've taken a whip in the buckle wrong and my my footing's off, and I'm like, I everything else in the match is fine, mm. but that one moment, if the promoter picks up on that, I, I'm like, shit, I, I I'm I double back over myself. I didn't send it over the top rope the way I should have. Like, there's those those little things that if you're sitting there, you don't they don't really matter. But for us, we watch it back and we go, just because of that. We felt like we didn't deserve what we yeah. got. People, promoters are just going to want you to bring the happiness really? to the crowd yeah. that, that you're bringing now. And then the rest of the stuff, when that starts to, to become where you're happy with it, which will probably never happen. You'll never be happy because you're going to be critical of different things then. Yeah, you can say and like I've that's heard what causes you to keep growing is, is yeah. to look back and think, all right, I can do this better and that better. Once you've got them in place, then you'll be looking at something else like... That didn't make sense. I should have done that different. The growth, same as it is in, in your careers at work, your growth always continues. Yeah, and I think our coaches have touched on 110% to say, I look back to, to the start of my career when I was doing this, this, and this, and uh, hypercritical, I was getting super frustrated with myself, this and all the other. I wish I'd just taken a moment to enjoy it. So I think maybe we're not at that extreme where we're absolutely just hypercritical on everything. We're still very critical on everything that we do, but we're, we're certainly enjoying a lot of what we're doing. Um, and to the point about just making the crowd happy, um, I think it's a, a cliche that we heard a bit before getting into the industry that, hey, you know, that feeling when you come out of the crowd, you mm. see people smile or you see kids going bananas. We're like, yeah, sure, you're blowing smoke or whatever. But now doing it, it's... That that's something that I'll if this ended tomorrow, I'm so happy that even for ten minutes we can make people feel happy and forget about all that shit outside. Like that's I mean that's why I do it. It's exactly that you know it's it's physical theatre. Let's be honest, um, but because it is that, it's about getting those kind of reactions and everyone wants to get the biggest pop of the night kind of thing. But I'm happy if we've just made someone you know enjoy their night to begin with. Um, because I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't enjoy it. And as soon as I don't enjoy it anymore, as soon as it becomes a bit more political than it becomes fun, like I don't, we don't, like you know, we don't need, you know, to, this for the money kind of thing. We're doing it because you know we fucking love wrestling. Um, and as soon as we don't anymore, yeah. Well, you, you guys not. have been, you know, wrestling fans since you were kids. Been on the other side of you know. You got, we, we know you guys love The Shield and everything like that. you got some crazy videos. If you scroll back enough in your Instagram of you know cosplaying and stuff like that. <laughs> so you've seen wrestlers give you guys those moments. So you're just doing the same now. Do you feel that you've worked it in reverse, that you've got this undeniable connection with the crowd and now you've got to work everything else where a lot of newer people to the ring... They, they don't have instant crowd connection. You know, they may, you know, one foot in front of the other, but then they've got to work to get the crowd on their side, whether it's a cheer or a boo, where you guys just came out of the blocks and it was instantaneously. Has that pressure been there since the start? Like, because Josh put you over big, Tony put you over huge. Have you guys felt that pressure to continue that on? 
I'm going to say no and a lot of what I mm. said earlier about how what BDE was going to be and what it wasn't going to be like we were prepared for it to go anyway and if the crowd weren't going to be there and give us that reaction on day 1 we were, we were prepared for it the, the fact that they came for us that way um is kind of the beauty of it cuz it, it was so organic and it there was something there that we didn't anticipate and I don't I don't think in fairness, a lot of people anticipated. Um, I think our coaches thought highly of us and thought, you know, the crowd would get behind the boys. But I, I, I'd like to believe we've even slightly exceeded their expectations of us. So um, that's the beauty of it, I reckon. Yeah, look, there, there was never any pressure with the, the charisma side of things. I like that. That's we've. I guess the the thing that we've always been taught is you can learn wrestling, you can be taught the moves, but charisma you can't. It's something that you just have to go out there and edit. You just have to feel it. Um, and I think, I, I know we never had an issue with, with feeling it. But in speaking of pressure, I think there was only one time so far in our little small careers where we felt pressure to win a crowd over. In your career. <laughs> oh, you tell me you didn't feel pressure in this moment too? I feel... So- Granted, a lot of things went right and a lot of... Obviously, we didn't do it as much as, I guess, I'm talking about MCW. For, for anyone who shared a locker room with us, I think people have seen it... I, I tend to actually get pretty nervous backstage and I actually probably go super quiet. And Dave, on the other hand, uh, famous quote, every show hasn't got a nervous bone in his fucking body. Um, <laughs> and we can't uh, turn him off. Uh, uh, we can't turn him off. But- if you're feeling you're a bag of nerves, how do you look at him and go, how is he still eating pre-match? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard there, stories dude. of him clearing the catering <laughs> table 15 minutes before a match where you're then, a bag of nerves and, and you're like, I can't even drink water. We're si- I, I don't... I don't- eat or drink like six hours before a match and not because I don't there's anything to I just physically can't like I can't stomach anything I, like I've, I've sat there with like a small cheeseburger meal and I had two bites of it I'm like I'm gonna regurgitate this just because I can't and like I said Dave's trotting around backstage going haven't got a nervous bone in my body which he thinks he's fucking helping me but he's just making it fucking worse yeah. I'm sitting there going why do I feel like this why do I feel like this and the funny thing is like 90, 90% of the rest of the locker room is in the exact same position as I am Dave's in complete aberration just running around but yeah and then he'll, he'll eat a, a whole fucking roast truck before a match <laughs> and then turn around five minutes before we go out and grill and go hey Ricky <laughs> I got shit <laughs> 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 I do myself zero favors. Big shout out to MCW's locker room. They get catering there, and their catering is absolutely insane. The two times that we've been there, hopefully we're back there more. Lo- love working that 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 place, but they do some good catering. And it's literally that just before the show starts, the catering arrives, and I'm there. I'm plate in hand. I'm like. Fuck, I'm goddamn ready for this. I'm punching half a chicken, a couple of bags of chips, and then like exactly that, we get down, we get around to gorilla position. Time to go out, and I'm like, mm, oh, shit. Oh, fuck, Ricky, you're, you're working the heat. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah. Uh, here at catering, you didn't hear a word after that. <laughs> no, no, I did. It's all about the shit. Uh, one of my favourite Seinfeld episodes is where George Costanza's worlds collide. Has that happened for you yet? Has there been a colliding of worlds from your professional career to your wrestling career? Ooh. Um, I actually had the other day at work, um, I work for a pretty corporate business. I'm not going to say which business, um, but I had some, was sitting in the coffee queue and someone ordered a coffee, turned around and looked behind me and goes, hey, Ricky Gilmore, 
you're big dude energy in front of head of operations oh. as well. <laughs> and the head of operations, someone I email regularly, is just kind of looking like, oh, what the fuck is this guy on about? Like, oh my God, I saw you at the Thornbury Theater two weeks ago. You were sick. And he's like tapping the guy on the head of operations. Like, hey, he's, this guy's so good, man. You should come see him. Uh, so, yeah, there was a colliding of worlds there. Uh, three yeah. three times it's happened to me in, yeah. in the wild. Once at the gym, uh, once on a night out, and then... And uh, once your honour. And then once your <laughs> <laughs> I've strutted around my firm with the belts over. Like, I've got senior partners, counsel, like, like ex-judges who have come back, and they've just kind of, like, nodded their heads going, like... What are you doing? Like, is that are those WWE belts? I'm like, no, these are genuine wrestling titles that I've won over the weekend. Um, but yeah, the, the professional and then the and the wrestling worlds, I mean, they clash. But like, we'd like them to clash a little bit more. You yeah, know? I enjoy it. Like, I like it when like, especially when um, the night out one, uh, a guitarist for a band was just playing at this this local bar, and I'm I'm just there like with a couple of mates getting drinks. He comes up to me, bumps into me, and I see he's wearing a wrestling shirt. I'm like, oh, nice wrestling shirt. He looks me up and down. He goes. What the fuck? Like, are you are you BDE? Like, yeah, it's exact same thing. Like, dude, I saw you at Thornbury Theatre the other night. Like, you guys were insane. Like, are you Big Dave? He's like, yeah. And then it's like we just started chatting wrestling. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that I get that kind of connection. Like, it's amazing. I love it. You know what I've really noticed here tonight? No. Nope. And uh, well, I'm about to tell you. You oh, guys, are, you guys are so different. Oh. I think I think I, mean, I think you're, you're, you're the same, but you're different. We we're very similar in terms of. Um, geez, I don't even know how to put it. There's a lot of things that we share the same, yeah. but then there's super niche um, personality traits that are very different. I think that kind of works in our favor, where we have things that we are super passionate about, like professional wrestling, like sport, um, and just all that sort of part of life stuff. But then we kind of balance each other out. So when no, but you're absolutely spot on, Rick. Because if you were the same as Dave and so over the top and everything, I don't think that people could handle it for too long a period. These two, I could take guys just going bang, 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 bang. But this is why Ricky would be the but star. It doesn't mean if Biddy were to break up. But no, you're right. You, you complement each other. The fact that you're a little bit quieter and a little bit more reserved, and Dave's just out there, it, it actually brings that level to a, a medium that's yeah, actually I, acceptable. I think when we're out in the ring, it, it's it's that process of i got to take some of dave's over the top energy and he's probably taking a little bit of me and and Bring leveling each it, other yeah, out. Yeah. and we kind of level each other out and yeah if to your point if it was any other way maybe it wouldn't work as well as it does but it fucking seems to work and yeah, we, it does because we've been friends for so long i guess that's just why it works there was a really cool moment at mcw um i think it was your second show there and there was a little kid in a BDE with a BDE mm. sign. And um, I don't think many guys in their second match at MCW would have had the balls to do it. But you stopped from your exit from the ring and pulled the kid out and held him up. And it was a special moment. I'm sure that kid's going to remember forever and so is his family. But it was a really good crowd connection moment for everybody else in attendance. Is that kind of stuff that you just do naturally or do you second guess whether it's the right thing to do? Or Oh, never second guess. No, no, no. no. Yeah, it's, it's some sort of an instinct. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you kind of go autopilot. It's like third-person view of yourself. Like, what what am I doing? And you kind of see it happening and you just let it happen. Um, It just seemed to work organically. That kid stood out as soon as, like, as soon as we came out from Mm. from, for our entrance, saw him straight away. And I think in that moment, we kind of knew, like, all right, after the match, that's where we're going. Um, But it just worked. Yeah, well, you got a, a fan for life. 
you know, yeah. like, like well, she said, he's going to remember. Like that those, forever. those are the moments. Like that's yeah. like uh, literally it. Like if we were to retire tomorrow, what are the things we're going to remember? Well, we're going to remember doing that. Like yeah. definitely, we'll take that with us. Yeah, yeah, this interview with the, the lads, and we did get to tattoo. see we did get to see the little boy not too long ago. We presented him a, a custom BDE shirt, so oh, he's oh, he's awesome. still probably going to be a lifelong fan. Yeah. We got to show him the two belts, and kid was over the moon. So little things like that, like I said, the the Come moments uh, where we connect with the crowd and kind of get to give people a moment of happiness. If if I haven't impacted anyone else in professional wrestling, at least I know. That kid, I made happy for yeah. for one night. So, two. Yeah, the second time you saw him and gave him a free shirt, I'm sure that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got some uh, listener questions, boys? Oh, we got a million of them. A Do you want to pick a, a few of them? Yeah, plenty left. Probably won't have time to go through the whole lot. Oh, speaking of fans for life, my God, <laughs> love Beck. <laughs> <laughs> She really switches between hating us and loving us some weeks, and it's really interesting to kind of ride that wave. She, just, she hum, humbles you. Oh, she yeah. humbles. We, we, yeah, let, let you get up, and then just brings you down, just back down to earth. There's so many of them. There we go. Well, she was the first one. There's a, it's a three-parter, I think. It's from Beck. Mel, my favourite Melbourne wrestling fan. By we the love way. you, Beck. How do you feel with a year of being superstars? What are your best achievements in wrestling so far? Why is Ricky a dumbass? And if the boys get stuck on an island, what are three things they'll bring? And if you break up, who gets custody of Beck? Ooh. Ooh, Start interesting with the one. why is Ricky a dumbass? Like, what, what's that get thrown in? Hey, from? Ricky's not a dumbass, all right? I'm looking after my boy. Hey, I got you, man. I squarely place the blame on beer, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, can you start with the first one again? Can we just take it from no, the no, top? <laughs> if you go to an island. Oh, if we go to an island? Okay. I've had this discussion numerous times before. Oh, uh, it depends. All right. Paint me the contextual picture. Can, yeah. can, I, can I go first? All right, go. If, if, if I was on an island, all I would take is Big Dave because that's all I need. <sighs> Fucking hell. See, but now I can't. Vomit. <laughs> now, it doesn't, even, a, it doesn't even matter what I say now. <laughs> I was going to break this down and go, well, is the there water supply? Is Ricky wasn't on the list, though, in your list. So. I didn't even, I shoot didn't even slightly I think of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you words right out of my mouth, buddy. <laughs> and if you were to break up, who gets custody of Beck? Um. All right, for starters, we both want Beck so much that it would only be fair if we decided over a game of rock, paper, scissors. Well, you can have a Beck on a pole match, like the Judy Bagwell situation. Could do it. What, me versus, me versus Ricky? Oh, I don't think we'll ever see that match. Oh, she could be the money in the bank, just hanging from the roof. and In the shark cage yeah. or something. I think it's joint custody. That's the only way it works. Yeah. Alternate weekends. Yeah, uh, I've got family law experience. Fair, fair, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want to go through a legal battle with David. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, that, that, that'll go about as well as Dave versus Gore. So. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What else we got, boys? Um, well, Anth Cavo, he wants to know why have you guys been ducking? Bro, he's been ducking Jim with us. All right. Oh, is he actually? Yeah. yeah. He's he can, been. He can respond. He's been ducking us. Yeah. I want to put that narrative out there. Okay. I have propositioned him. You could come to Derrimit with us. Right. And then train with us. But, you know, travel for you. i got to travel down here from Albury, all right? Cava's got to make some concessions for us. I, I'm just waiting to train with Ant Cava when I find a shirt tight enough to look half decent next to him. But <laughs> you, got, you train in the same gym, but not beside him. Like, 
you know, maybe turn the lights off. I don't think he needs gym lights to look better. He's like, bigger in person than what, than what we expected to. I remember when we first met him. And big shout out to Ant Cabra on this. Yeah. Right, big shout out. And like, saw him, I was just like, this guy can't be any taller than like 5'8". There's no way. Right, walk up to him and he's, he's like an inch taller than me. <laughs> Probably bit, same width, but like eight percent body fat, and I'm like, what the, f- what's fucking going on here? Yeah. Like, wh- where, where have you been? Why are you not on the main card? Sounds like the nineteenth official member of BDE. <laughs> I actually think uh, at some point in our career, we're going to have to do a, a, a bracket tournament uh, to determine the official third, <laughs> our protege, the, the protege of BDE. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a question from a J Extreme. Um, <laughs> Why have, what a stupid I been, name. why have I been working over 10 years and never had pyro yet you guys get it in your first year? Ask nicely. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, you guys haven't even booked a show. He's booking his own shows and not booking <laughs> his own pyro. <laughs> like, he could have booked it himself. He could have done it himself. It's a very good point. Yeah, but he got to have a cage match. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah You can't argue that. Next one. What, what was it like seeing the, uh, the war games? You know? As wrestling fans, Insane. See, um, seeing at, at a local show, which we thought it was nuts, two rings, what was it actually like being there? And I, s- I think there was a lot of things that kind of went into play for why we like really enjoyed the War Games match. Um, and I'm like, we're going to give a shout out to Digital Beard on this one as well. Um, it, it like he kind of introduced us to the to the mythos of of Lobo, um, and you know what this kind of meant as the bigger picture from him. And I think I went into that match going like, oh, yeah, this is going to be insane to watch just from, like, Lobo's perspective. And then you got everything else coming into play, like the storylines, the coming out party of, like, ADMP, like, really shining there, Deathmatch kind of, like, ruling over. Like, there was a lot really going on. I think watching it unfold with that perspective is really nice to really nice to see. I think also being there earlier in the day, seeing the two rings come up, seeing it come together and going, geez, I wonder what this is going to look like when... You know, there's there's four or five hundred people in this venue and that whole process from start to finish and then also just to watch the match unfold. Um, some people really, really shine in that match, particularly... Uh, Katie. Yeah. Katie, insane. Katie, Katie, off the top. Katie has been underrated in this country for oh, way extremely. too long. Extremely. So good. You think we're having a, a decent year? Katie is doing insanely well. That dive off the top. I think you've seen a lot of people do dives off the top of cages, but I think very rarely you see someone actually jump up. Went up. The, she went up. She jumped and got vertical height off the top of the cage and made that fall higher than it needed to be. And it looked and absolutely take incredible. the lobo. Bump as well. Oh, yeah. Superstar. Oh, she's a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Book her everywhere. Which we've been in the ring with her. That She's beaten us before. We know mm. how good she is. So. Yeah. And Dave, you know how rough those big table bumps are. You Don't went through two. I mean, I'm the only one that's taken I, I know how rough a table bump is as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking the same kind of bump here? Or? <laughs> Bag dude both energy? kinds. What, bag both kinds. Someone say bag dude energy? <laughs> I've had both kinds of table bump. Carlo Catamod have given him a table bump at a comedy festival show. Oh, a shoot bump. Okay. We've just given ourselves uh, away. We, 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 uh, we retract bag dude energy. You didn't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm down for that. <laughs> are we still recording? Yeah, yeah we are. This uh, stays in there big, too. Big dude energy. Yeah. But um, we're, about, we're about to stop. You got yeah. One oh yeah, I just want to talk, uh, wrestle rock. Um, if you're talking to two people that are made for wrestle rock, what was it actually like? Um, 
you know, debuting. Um, Honestly, tell me because I don't remember a thing. So I think the funny part about Wrestle Rock is, again, working for a pretty corporate company that is based around the corner from Wrestle Rock. Um, a lot of people were very interested in, in the professional wrestling. Um, I'd seen Instagram and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, we want to come watch a match of yours. Like, where are you wrestling this weekend? Wrestling in Back of Smash. Oh, fuck that. We're not going out to Back of Smash. We know there's wrestling at the corner hotel. So if you boys get booked at the corner hotel, we will be there. I so, was standing in front of me. Yeah. So as, as, as soon as we got booked, I came into work the next day. I said, put your money where your mouth is. You're all coming to this one. And um, the reception from, from Jump was incredible. Insane. I think it's like, it's definitely the, the, the loudest reception we've ever had. Obviously, the venue helps, but it just kept going and going and going and going. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting the pop. But then there was just no lull. Um, and that's the kind of crowd that you really want. And I think that's that's what, like, that was insane. For a debut, too, like, we are built for it. Like, I love, yeah. if that's the kind of matches that we're going to do there, um, I'm all for it. I love that. And I think to, to the point previously with the kid at MCW, um, there's just moments in wrestling that you just let your instincts take over. And for us, an environment like Wrestle Rock is perfect for our instincts to take over. And if we could just give a shout out to Matt Hader for the house for that one as well. Like, he really bought it. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a bigger Mount Rushmore. To, 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 to give a serious shout out, though, serious thank you to Mikey J and Chris Fresh for that one because they, they reached out to us and they said, yep, this is perfect for you boys. So they gave us a big opportunity there and certainly grateful to those two. Well, you've had plenty of big opportunities in the last 12 months and you're going to get plenty more big opportunities, I'm sure, that in the next 12 months and beyond. We really thank you guys for coming in and spending some time with us on our little program, just uh, talking about the year that's been. It's been a massive year. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty more to come, I'm sure. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ricky. No, thank you. Thank sure, you. Lyle, you've put down what matches what shows are on this weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, splice that in because I haven't sent the run oh, no, sheet. Quick, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll you send you the... Yeah. Well, quick, fuck. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what shows are on this weekend, boys? I know oh, it's, 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 on, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it this weekend? I've got him here. I've got him here. <laughs> hey, but he's not on it. We don't know. <laughs> so there's some next weekend. There's a couple of shows. Yeah. There's a lot of shows yeah. next weekend. <laughs> That's what I said. What the? That's all. Guys, congratulations on an amazing fifth season as well so oh, far. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's our pleasure to be on such a fantastic and well-rounded show. It is. You're right. right. No, no recording. Did you hear pause? No, 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 I'm so good. <laughs> oh, fuck, okay. You just stop me in my flow. I was really about nah, to put them on. I can't find it. All right, no problem. We'll have to, I'll send it to you, Tony, and we'll splice it in. There's some All right. shows on. Yes. World Series Wrestling is I running four shows. Show Thursday night at Slam at PCW. They've yep. got some Ascension matches on. Uh, you mean the Dust Games? The Dust Games. Big shout out to Edward Dust. Huge fan. An official member? I think... Um, if he wants to be an official member, we can be Big Dusk Energy. I think JJ Ferno... So we can hear you. I think JJ Ferno's wrestling M and the Kid at, yeah, at, a on a Thursday night. Like, get on it. Mm. Oh, we'll, we'll have the rest of the rundown of the weekend. We'll splice <laughs> this in, Tony. I'll bring it to you in just one sec, folks. We'll say goodbye to these guys. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Boys. And here's this week's shows. <laughs> 